Night racing is back at Richmond Raceway. This spring, top NASCAR drivers like Ryan Blaney, Chase Elliott, Bubba Wallace, Ross Chastain, and Virginia's own Denny Hamlin will battle under the bright lights. And this historic track also offers a rocking infield experience with unparalleled access to your favorite drivers and one of the best tailgate scenes around. For a weekend of friends, family, and amazing short track action, head to Richmond Raceway, March 29th through 31st. Get tickets now at richmondraceway.com. Welcome back to Round Guy Radio. It's Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa presents high school baseball in southeast Iowa. And we are on the phone with the Sigourney coach, the Sigourney Savages coach, Lee Crawford, who's uh, the baseball coach. Welcome to the program. Hey, thanks for having me. Appreciate All right, well, the time. Well, well, tell me, Lee, a little bit about yourself. What, what was the journey you took to become the, the head coach there at Sigourney? Oh, man, that's uh, how much time you got on this thing? Well, 30 minutes. <laughs> 30 minutes, okay. Um, uh, I guess uh, I, back in 1995, I moved down here because my wife had gotten a job. Um, I had done uh, two years as an assistant baseball coach at Hampton Dumont. And then uh, I got on here after one year, I was – I was assistant baseball coach with uh, the head coach. Name was Eric Burt. Um, you might know his son now is Max Burt up at Mason City Newman, and so I was his assistant for, I believe, two years, maybe three, and then uh, he went back north to Mason City, and uh, the job was open, so I applied, and um, I sat down with Coach Howard at the time, and uh, ended up being the head baseball coach, and. Here we here we are still today. So how many years have you been the coach? Uh, this will be my twentieth season as head coach. Holy cow! So yeah. uh, this uh, conference that you're in, uh, you're uh, it seems to have a lot of really good teams and a lot of really yep. good pitching. So uh, yep. I, I see your teams getting some votes for the top ten. You're off to a really good start. Um, the weather's kind of, you know, it's it's still causing problems. Uh, as it did in the spring sports. So uh, tell us a little bit about, about the season so far. Um, yeah. Like you said, we, we've got some, you know, early season votes and I, I think that's, you know, based off of mostly off of last season. Uh, we went 19 and six last season. Um, we're the conference champions last season and, uh, you know, put together a really, a really great year. And we, we, we lost our, uh, we lost Josh Moore, our shortstop. He went and played one one year for uh, Central Baseball as a, a backup shortstop. So, you know, we have most of our parts coming back, and I think that's kind of a reason why um, we probably got those votes, uh, so to say. Um, uh, early on, you know, it's uh, we've been really fighting the weather. It seems like, uh, you know, we're dressed in sweatpants and hoodies one day and then shorts and T-shirts the next, and then, and then it rains. So we're kind of in a, a pattern somewhat. I'd, I'd like to get some consistent weather here so we can get, get a lot of games in under our belts, but we're kind of at the mercy of mother nature, so to say, you know, hit and miss on, on depending on the day. So um, right now we're, we're two and oh, um, we faced a, to me, we faced a very good Wilton team. Uh, their record doesn't really show it right now, but they have a very good coach uh, in Jake Serrata over there. Um, I believe, uh, you know, they'll, they'll turn some things around with their pitching staff that they got 
uh, coming back and, and doing some things. But we we ended up with a 4 nothing win there with Bo Schmidt pitching a seven-inning complete game. I believe he struck out 11. Um, got a very good performance him coming out of him right out of the gates. So um, and then we were able to scratch across, you know, some runs runs against the Wilton defense. So um, pretty exciting win. They're a, they're a probably they're a, a two-way school, so it's kind of nice to step up a class and and see uh, see some different competition um, that you know we won't just to step out of conference, so to say. Well, tell our um, listeners uh, how they can follow the team through social media or. I don't know if there's any radio broadcasts. Um, or... There's probably a number of different ways. If you go to Varsity Bound, you can you can get on the Varsity Bound app and follow certain schools, and you can click on our, our school and follow us, and it will uh, give you all of our game updates and all that stuff. You know, it will give you all the softball, baseball as well. Um, you can probably get on Twitter and follow Sigourney uh, AD. I've got uh, um, our Varsity Bound is connected to that twitter handle so all of our stuff comes out of there and goes there um i've also we've also got a, a sigourney baseball uh twitter hashtag well i believe it's sick baseball is what that one is called so we've got a number of different between twitter and uh varsity bound there's a number of different spots you can probably follow us well uh we're gonna get in talking about the team in depth here but tell our listeners a little bit about where sigourney is and uh what, what conference that you play in and maybe some of the, the teams and some of the talented players that you're going to go up against. Sure. Um, I, I kind of consider Sigurdin kind of a geographical odyssey um, <laughs> just because we're about 35, 40 minutes from everything. We sit in the middle where the county seat of Keokuk County, but we're, you know, 35, 40 minutes from Ottumwa, 25 from Oskaloosa, an hour from Iowa city, 30 minutes from Washington. So, um, Pretty accessible by by Highway 92 um, most of the days, depending on construction. Um, we are a part of the Sickle Conference, the South Iowa Cedar League. Um, that's that's been uh, as far as baseball goes. I, I consider our conference. You know, we, we don't get a lot of respect outside of it, but I do consider our conference. You know, a a leader in kind of the baseball realm of things as far as competition goes. I think. I think we always put at least three or four, you know, teams pretty deep into the postseason, and uh, we we got some pretty good players coming back as well for for the conference. Yeah, I, I I've actually heard that the the people are saying that maybe the this conference that you're in is the kind of the cream of the crop of Southeast Iowa as far as as many good teams as there are. Uh, yeah, yeah, we've uh, we've tried to step outside the conference to see different people, and uh, you know, I think. You know, I always try to play some of the super conference teams um, just to get a get a taste of what what they're doing and how they're playing, and um, hopefully uh, improving our team as well when we're doing that. Well, let's talk about the team. Let's start with the pitching. You, you mentioned one of the one of your pitchers. Uh, tell yeah, us about uh, the pitchers and what they're like. Well, first we've got we've got five seniors coming back um, off that nineteen and six team. Um, Probably our number one pitcher de facto right now is Bo Schmidt. He's a senior. Probably about, I don't know how, 6'1", 6'2", is how tall he is. Um, but, uh, I mean, he's a very good pitcher for us. He's, he was a first-team off-conference pitcher his freshman year, then kind of had some uh, a, a, some foot-feet problem. Um, he came back last year as a junior, was a first-team uh, all-conference utility kid. Um, so we're kind of expecting – a 
a big, big year out of him. Um, Cade Striegel coming back was a, he's really our starting catcher. He's had a, a, some arm problem with his shoulder a little bit. He's kind of working through that right now. Um, but he was, you know, our one, one, a pitcher last year as well. So we're hoping, hoping, uh, he can, you know, get back to pitching a little bit. We've got him catching here and there just to keep him in, in tune. But, uh, you know, I think he'll, he'll play a big piece as well. Um, Levi Crawford's a senior second baseman pitcher. Uh, Levi was a, uh, first team, I'm sorry, second team all conference guy, but he was also a first team all district second baseman and a third team all state second baseman. Um, and he didn't get much pitching time last year. So we're really, uh, hoping he can take care of the, the, the spot that Josh Moore had last year and, and rack up some wins in that spot. Um, we have Max Phillips coming back. He didn't get as much time. He'll have to step up a little bit for us as well. Pitching. Uh, he's a big, tall, lanky kid. We have Reed Mulnix and Jake Moore, two sophomores coming in that, uh, throw a lot of strikes, have good curveballs, those types of kids. Um, kind of what we're looking for with our defense. Um, and then really, you know, our, our bullpen, you know, consists of a uh, Clay Morris was a kid last year that got 16, 17 innings in relief and really came in to, and uh, shut people down for us. And we got outs with him, you know, on the mound. And I look for Ty Shafronik, uh, uh, our other catcher to get a lot of time catching, but also uh, a lot of time being a relief pitcher for us. So we've kind of got a good setup going right now with our pitching staff. We've got a lot of arms, so we can try to do a lot of things. Well, let me ask you about the limitations on pitching. I mean, like, uh, just for example, if the weather holds out, you'll have a game tonight, you'll have a game tomorrow. Uh, yep. You had another game earlier this week. How many, any, how many, how many pitches can a pitcher throw? Uh, what's the rules on back-to-back games, stuff like that? Well, there's, there's, you know, pitching rules as far as, you know, if they throw 25 or under, they can pitch the next day or 40, they can rest. They have to rest one day, 65 pitches. They have to rest two days, 90 pitches. They have to rest three days. And they have to go over that. They have to rest four days. And then there's also limitations on, you know, if you're an eighth grader or ninth grader, you can only throw 90 pitches in a day or 150 for the week. And, um, those, the limitations on like 10th through 12th graders are 110 in a day and 180 for the week. And I think those limitations come off, you know, after this second week, it's either the end of the first week or the end of the second week of June. Those the limitations kind of come up on max pitches. So, um, so how, how many was, how many pitchers would you use if you played three games a week? Uh, for me, yeah. Uh, well, I'm kind of the oxymoron to that. Uh, you know, I, I was going to not pitch Bo 106 pitches the first game. I was going to try to limit him to 65. And you know, last season we our max with kids until late, late, late in the season was we're not taking a kid over 65 pitches. Um, Cause our, our kind of our philosophy was if we can pitch two kids, 65 pitches, that's 130 pitches. And if we can't get a game done at 130 pitches and we're not having a good night. So um, we've also used that as a developmental piece because, you know, if we can get a kid experienced with 65 pitches and throw them out there, then, He's getting more confidence. He'll throw more strikes, and it's helping build our team for the future as well. When you know we're getting a kid sixty-five pitches, and we're not, and we're also not wearing out his arm. Well, uh, we'll get to talking about the hitting, but I want to talk just focus on the defense here, and I want to talk about the outfield. You know, I, 
I yes, always sir. feel like the outfield is uh, underappreciated and uh, it's way yep. more important because, hey, if ball gets by, by an infielder, you got a guy at first base. Ball gets by an outfielder, it's, it could be Katie barred the door. You know what I mean? Best yeah, case scenario was, uh, is a double, you know. So who do you got that's got speed? Who do you guys got range? Who do you guys got that got a good arm out there? Tell, tell me about yep. your outfield defense. Yep. And, and it's funny you bring that up because really our outfield won the game for us in our Wilton game. Um, you know, Wilton had base runners, you know, in scoring positions with two outs, with one out. And, you know, we've got Cade Molnix in center field who – I consider one of the best, you know, outfielders in the state of Iowa as far as class 1A goes. Um, he's been a second-team All-State kid the last two years um, as far as defensively goes, tracking down balls, going in the gap. He caught one on the warning track, you know, kind of diving diving to his back a little bit on our, our hard warning track. He caught a ball um, that kind of saved some runs for us and then, you know, he's got a pretty good bat as well, batting over 400 the last couple of years. And then in right field right now, we have Jake Moore, who's a sophomore. He was an all, honorable mention all-conference kid last year. Um, he made two catches into the right center gap that uh, definitely saved some runs against Wilton, kind of saved the game for us a little bit, didn't didn't let him put any runs on the board to gain any momentum. Um, so he's a pretty headsy, headsy kid out there, and it's not easy playing right field because you've got you're looking into the sun plus you've got three trees you're looking at so trying to pick up the ball so he's done a pretty good job over the last uh you know year and a half or so here you know playing right field um and then left field we've got reed mullinx kate's brother who's uh you know done a great job for us tracking balls down he's got a and he's got a to me he's got a bigger arm out there in left field he can he can make the throw from you know middle of left to home plate on without a hop um and the other kid you're going to see in our outfields, Max Phillips. I mentioned him earlier. Um, he's got a he's got a big time arm, as far as I'm concerned. With uh, as far as getting it from you know our warning track to home plate, he can get it there without a bounce. So um, there's a couple of bigger arms out there, um, and we're, we're a little more experienced out there than we were last year, at least. All right. Well, let's talk about the the catching. You mentioned one of the catchers. Uh, probably yep. I don't know how deep you are, and t- tell me what. What kind of skills uh, do these do these gentlemen offer your team? Well, right now we're running we're probably got, we're running a two catcher system right now. Two different guys. Uh, I'll mention our first one uh, is Ty Shafronic. He's a junior, uh, very good arm, uh, very good defensively. Uh, bats really coming around for us here lately. He's a little dinged up right now. He's in a boot. He got hurt in our last soccer game, uh, so he had to. He's sitting this week. Uh, I think he gets the boot off uh, Saturday or Sunday. But I look for big things from him, especially with the defense we have, you know, behind him. Um, our other catcher is Kate Striegel. And I, it's, it's kind of weird saying our other catcher because Kate's, Kate's been a, a first-team all-district catcher for us, you know, and has gotten looks at, you know, like all-state recognition as far as being a catcher. Um, and Kate's probably one of the, the more – uh, baseball IQ guys that we've got. I mean, these guys, you know, have played baseball together probably since they were in third grade. Um, and they watch a lot of baseball. They, they, they play a lot of baseball. So Cade, uh, Cade's one of our higher IQ baseball guys comes from a baseball family. Um, with his, his mom's our head softball coach His his grandfather coached little league teams forever. 
Um, his uncle is Chris Kaufman, who uh, is the AD up at Central, and they've got they've got kids all over the place. One's at Southeastern, one's at Central. So um, he's a very based. When we put him back there, it's not like we're we're actually you know about equal, depending on who we throw back there. And then we've got a third catcher, Garrison Heineck, um, who. Uh, is mostly playing shortstop, second base for us, rotating a little bit there. But then he can he's also a third catcher in case we need one. So tell me about your infield. What kind of defense are we see, we're going to be seeing out of your defense for your infield? Uh, I, I guess I just mentioned Garrison Heineck. He's going to kind of play the role of shortstop and take that role Josh Moore had last year. He's our leadoff batter as well. Um, again, a higher baseball IQ as far as how to play the game, how to read the game at shortstop. Um, second base is Levi Crawford. Uh, he was third team all state last year as a second baseman. Didn't have the batting stats he really wanted last year, but, uh, defensively, you know, and I probably knock on wood, but, uh, you know, plays a very good second base for us. Uh, Bo Schmidt will play some first base. will play first base for us when he's not pitching. Uh, very good glove over there. Senior, uh, Cage Triegel can play some first base. Uh, senior as well. Then over third base, we have Clay Morris, who's a junior. Um, played a lot, decent amount of time there last year. Made a bunch of different plays over there last year to help save a couple games. And uh, he's getting more of a starting role now. And then, uh, depending on pitching, we can rotate Kate, Kate Striegel over there as well, or Max Phillips for that matter. Well, you got any good utility guys off of the bench? What kind of a what kind of a bench are you bringing? Uh, bench wise, we're, you know, we, we got a little dinged up with, uh, you know, Ty with his boots. So we, it thinned us out a little bit. We, we, we're bringing a couple of freshmen off the bench right now. Um, you know, Isaac Bruns is a speed guy, in my opinion, uh, plays outfield, had a spectacular, uh, junior high season. Him, our freshmen were, uh, the junior high conference champs so to say i guess you know i think they went uh 10 and 1 last year i think they lost to a fairfield team so uh our freshmen that are playing are very uh have played the game know the game um so isaac's uh, coming off as an outfielder uh he got a couple of bats the other night up at ev and did really well for us i thought um the other one brady clark um has play is playing some catcher for us he's playing some second for us he's kind of going to be that uh, utility knife kid coming in as a freshman, you know, we're going to shove him, you know, where we need some help at. And he's, he's a good enough athlete. He was football player, wrestler, ran track, hit golf. So he's a good enough athlete that he can do that stuff for us. Um, another kid I'm really excited about as a freshman is Cole McKay. Um, probably some of the best, uh, feet as far as a shortstop goes. Um, and then if you would have seen him like in our JV basketball games, get really good, Really good feet there, and I was, I was really happy with his progression as far as a uh, shortstop goes. Um, so I, I look for him, a lot from him coming in the future. And um, we got two other freshmen, Kayla Rourke uh, and uh, Jaden Thompson as well, that um, are going to be some contributors down the road for us. So, Well, let's talk about the offense. You know, I want to hear about the contact hitters. I want to hear about the base running. I want to hear about who's got speed. And I I want to see who's going to who's going to drive in some RBI. So just tell us about your offense. Uh, you know, I, I think that's probably a, a day by day thing. Uh, and that's probably the better thing about our lineup is uh, those hits and RBIs and runs could probably come from, you know, just about anywhere in our lineup. Like I said, we start five seniors. Um, some of them have, you know, 
we were in the district final last year versus New London, and some of them have uh, a lot of experience. So, I mean, those runs could come from the top of the lineup, but I also think our younger guys, you know, our sophomores down low, or some of our juniors could, you know, start those rallies too in the bottom of the order. So, you know what, this is probably one of our deeper lineups, uh, probably in my tenure, probably since – um, I've had some decent teams throughout the years, but, you know, if you go back to 2010, 2011, we had a pretty good lineup going about seven, eight deep. So um, I would I would compare this lineup with them for sure. Well, tell me a little bit about Cade Mullinex. He was the running back on the football team, wasn't he? He was. He was. It's, a, it's an interesting combination here. Cade, uh, Cade was the running back, had a great, uh, great football season, went to state in wrestling, um, took the spring off, but he's a uh, – He's really progressing. He's he is. Uh, I tell him about every other day. He's probably getting sick of it, but he, he is he is a leader uh, in no matter what he does. If it's football, wrestling, baseball, whatever he's involved with, he is uh, he is one of the main leaders of our team. You know, and most of our kids uh, will listen to him when you know if it's a, a panic situation. He tells them to calm down, and you know they they think everything will be right once once Kate says it. So. Um, he's also the leader of our outfield, so that's that's kind of nice having an experienced kid out there, um, knowing when to shift, where kids have hit, all those different things. He uh, he steps up and does that. He doesn't need need me yelling from the dugout every every pitch to make adjustments out there as well. well so he's Cade, Cade's really a big leader for us. He's a big star on our our podcast. I mean, he's yeah, a, he's he? a player that that you know we talk about over and over and over. He put yep. up some ungodly numbers in football. I mean, yep. and I, I'm really excited to see him. Well, I want to talk about this uh, special game that we've got Friday with a rival of yours, uh, Kyoto. Sure. We're going to be there at the game. Uh, they have uh, Adam Whitehead, who's a country singer, uh, originally from Pella. Is uh, yep. he, he's he's he, he got a kindness from the Kyoto ball team when they let him ahead of him to get his Mountain Dew with a BP there. He's like behind 29 of them they let him go ahead and he yep. took a picture yep, of it I saw, I saw a story that's awesome and then it got shared hundreds of times and uh anyway so he's coming the the kyoto fire department's bringing out a great big giant american flag it sounds like there's going to be people the place is just going to be packed to the max and we've got a, a quite an exciting game they have a, a player you're probably pretty familiar with colton clarahan is going to be pitching oh, yeah. against you <laughs> and uh so just tell me a little bit about this matchup and what it means to the team and what, what that Sigourney Kyoto uh, competition's like. Well, it's probably one of the harder games for me to coach in just because, you know, I'm, I'm the, the athletic director for basically Sigourney Kyoto football. So I see all those kids most of the summer, you know, in our weight room. Uh, you know, we, we do compete them against basketball and other stuff, but it's uh, – it's probably one of the more difficult matchups for us just because our kids know their kids. They know us, uh, their parents and, uh, you know, some of our parents hang out with their parents, that type of stuff. So, you know, it's, it's a big respect game for us. Um, you know, respect everything, you know, coach McCombs is doing over there and obviously respect, uh, you know, the entire Kyoto Eagle team, just because, you know, we, we, we play football with them and do some other stuff with them. So, Probably one of the more difficult matchups for us, honestly. Well, it's, it's not a it's not a game that would be hard for your fans to travel to. Do you expect to see a big Sigourney crowd there? Oh, I would guess a bigger crowd, yes, just because of the matchup and the pitching matchups. And, 
you know, all those different things, you know, Colton, you know, Colton and Caden probably being on the mound, obviously, uh, Colton signed with South Southeastern already to go play baseball for coach Schulte down there in, in Burlington. And, um, Colton's put a lot of time into, to making his craft better, obviously. And we have a lot of respect for Colton as far as, a, an athlete. And it's kind of, kind of unique, you know, Colton was our spin back as well. And, you know, he handed the ball off to Kate and Levi over here. So, you know, it's a, it's a unique thing that, uh, you know, we look, we look forward to the matchup and respect him a lot. Well, I think it's going to be really baseball at a really high level. Uh, and I guess at a small school, uh, maybe some of the highest level small school baseball you could probably see in the state. We recommend everybody get down there. The game is at six o'clock. But uh, let's talk about some of the schedule that you have. Uh, what, sure. What's some of the opportunities to see your team? Maybe some games we could circle on the calendar to come to well, see. To see. I don't know when you're releasing this. Hopefully, we're going to play today at Iowa Valley at five o'clock, and then obviously we'll play in. Kyoto at six, and then uh, next Tuesday, I believe we're at Seymour. Uh, Wednesday, home we're at Bell Plain, and then we're finally home again against English Valley again next Friday. So um, it's kind of interesting with officials trying to find officials uh, and making sure you got have enough enough of those around to make. I think everybody wants to play baseball. It's just finding, making sure you got the officials to to back up the time and the date and all those different things, but. Uh, uh, we're, we're playing a couple teams out, out of conference. We've got Don Bosco coming to town, I believe, on June 16th. we got Pleasantville coming to town on June 14th. Um, I know we play, we're playing Cardinal this year, which would be a step up into 2A. Um, just trying to we, – we got some local teams. We're also trying to find – you know, Don Bosco is one of those teams that is traditionally uh, a powerhouse in Class 1A baseball. Um, we had some phone calls out to some other teams, but uh, we just couldn't get dates and times to match up, that type of thing. So um, I think we've got a pretty difficult schedule right now. We, we play, you know, I, I assume Linville Sully will throw their number one, this Connor Maston uh, young man. And then, uh, you know, we know we'll probably see Colton Clarahan twice. Uh, we'll probably see the York kid from HLV. Um, we, we really are expecting – you know, everybody's number one pitcher uh, coming out of last year, basically. I mean, I know the second time with EV, we'll see uh, Ty Moore coming out of there that's had a really good game against uh, Kyoto the other night, striking out 10. So, you know, I, I, I know people will be gunning for us, and I think our kids are probably up to the challenge. Well, that conference championship probably did put a target on your back. But... Oh, yeah, it put a target on us. And it... then, you know, we had a decent run going to the playoffs, so – you know, like like we said at the beginning, you know, we we've gotten some votes here and there for top ten, but you know, class one A baseball, you know, you you look at those rankings and there's some traditional powerhouses, you know, that are just uh, you know, ranked it year in and year out, and it's it's a tough, pretty uh, pretty pretty hard nut to crack to get into that. Well, so. it's tough for any team from Southeast Iowa to get respect out of anybody. I mean, I don't I don't know why yeah. that is, but we're trying to counter that because we cover all the teams in Southeast Iowa. And, we definitely think yes, they're great tonight. We know how, how good athletes that we have. Are you in the same conference with New London? We are not. We are not. That was who we lost to in the district final last year. Yeah, they're supposed to be pretty hot this year, too. And have yeah, they, they're, 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 a very, uh, they're a very good – they're a senior-led ball club. They're very good. So they played a lot of spring ball, and I, I saw a lot of their players on some videos. So 
I know they're they're loaded up and ready to go too. In fact, I think they're ranked tenth in the state as well. So well, we're talking to the head baseball coach of the Sigourney Savages, Lee Crawford. Uh, appreciate you being on the show. Is there anything that we didn't get to talk about that you wanted to? No, I just hope everybody comes out to the Sigourney versus Kyoto game. I think you're going to see uh, a number of different kids that will get some college experience, or at least you know you'll rem- remember from from the football or wrestling seasons or basketball seasons and. Uh, I think both teams have some pretty good kids right now. Well, I'm going to get this up about 10 minutes after we get off the phone here. Okay. And then I'll text it over to you. Sure appreciate you being on on the show. This is, I want to thank Henshaw Trailer Sales of Richland, Iowa, for helping present high school baseball in Southeast Iowa. Thank you, Coach Crawford, for being with us today. This has been Round Guy Radio with news you can use that won't give you the blues. And thanks for listening.